Hello, this is Sam Eric. Welcome to the show. In this episode, I'm discussing with John Podaras, hotel consultant based in Dubai, how the coronavirus has affected tourism, social activities and everyday life of the community. Next on The Social Hotelier Show. Uh, hello, John. Hi, hi, Samaric. Hi from Saudi Arabia, from, uh, well, from Dubai. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we had a chance to meet and, and, and talk, and I, I always appreciate your views on what's happening in, in the region. And you've been doing sort of the consultancy for hospitality for a number of years in, 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 in the region. How, so what, are, what are your activities? What have you been doing now for the last few years? Well, uh, um, it's been a it's been a bit of a bumpy ride. It must be admitted, um, and we've seen a sort of contraction in the market, mainly because we deal mainly in the in the development side of the cycle. So as projects have become um, slightly less, uh, we're not seeing so much activity. Uh, having said that, what it has uh, what we have seen a growth in is is um, people reviewing existing projects and, and revising numbers because obviously the, uh, the returns are not what they should be. So they're, they're, they're re-examining their concepts, their, their sort of development strategy um, in, in, in light of the sort of changing conditions. So a lot of work has been sort of doing that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is that, you know, the, the big, driving force in the in the marketplace these days is Saudi Arabia ever since uh, the vision 2030 came up and increasingly we're seeing a lot more work coming from that direction mainly driven by the the giga projects the the big PIF uh, funded projects and that is really actually changing the way that the market is is behaving because there is so much work coming out of that region so in in other words i mean as I remember, when we both were in Dubai, you had a quite a Dubai uh, focus and also some of the other Gulf. And so now, in other words, this has now just shifted dramatically to, to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, yes, uh, that is the case. And I sort of say I'm afraid so. It's, that's not the case at all. I mean, it's really interesting work. But unfortunately, we've seen a, a real contraction in the market elsewhere, you know, Bahrain, Kuwait, uh, well, you know, Qatar, <laughs> um, and and of course Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi. Dubai is still because mainly on the back of Expo is maintaining it. It's trying to maintain momentum, but a lot of that is infrastructure work, not so much work in our area. We had a peak in uh, 2014, 2015. In, in the planning of hotel developments, and now these are now being uh, being delivered. So we're coming at the other end of the development cycle, so far as Dubai is concerned. Now, for and now Dubai has been uh, very vocal and also uh, promoting the Dubai Expo. So as far as uh, you are concerned, what you understand uh, that is still a go ahead uh, according to the plans. Yes, we haven't heard anything to the contrary, and definitely all the people that I know who are involved on site are still going full speed ahead in de delivering um, all, all the assets involved in that. Um, and it has to be said, one thing that Dubai is very good at is business as usual. 
Uh, we have countless of examples in the past that you lived through, uh, you, you know, 2001 and what have you. And they're very good at riding these sort of storms in the best way that is possible. That is something I really appreciated from my time in Dubai, that uh, uh, the nationals and, and everyone in Dubai, and also not only only in Dubai, but in in other Gulf, uh, they are sort of pragmatic about things. And if one thing doesn't work, doesn't work, uh, just kind of uh, chin up and you uh, try something else that then will work eventually. And I, and that's something to be learned for many many people around the world. Of I especially, kind of came to appreciate this uh, approach to to work and life in general there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, tell me, or can you share anything about? Uh, the Kingdom Project, uh, I must admit I had a chance to talk to uh, in a couple of episodes ago with, with the CEO of Forbes, Philip Boyden. And uh, so he was explaining, because I asked him, what are sort of the hotspots now in the in terms of tourism? So, uh, and I, I then asked him sort of, well, how is the uh, uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia? So he, he eyes lit up because he was getting very excited about the luxury development. So uh, can you share some uh, insight of uh, what kind of luxury developments going on around the Red Sea or is the desert or in general speaking? Well, you know, it's, it's exciting times that we're living in and um, real game changes. Uh, who would have thought five years ago that we'd be considering Saudi Arabia as a, as, as a tourism destination? And yet, um, and I don't mind admitting it, I'm traveling to Saudi Arabia on a tourist visa, an unheard of thing five years ago. Yeah, I remember uh, that. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, it's just this piece of paper that I flash in front of immigration who smile at me and say, welcome to Saudi Arabia. You know, there's <laughs> a real change in, 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 uh, in terms. And uh, for example, a colleague of mine um, in, in, in the, where I'm working currently, uh, the client side spent the weekend in Alula uh, and he was telling me he struggled to find a hotel room. Now, fair enough, they probably only have around 300 keys, and some of those keys are, are, are not great. Um, so this is still at the start of the development. But given that this is a site that is four hours away from Medina or, or Tabuk, in the, you know, not so easy to get to, and yet it is being flooded because of the uh, current festival, which is just about coming to an end, the Tentora Winter Festival. Um, and it's generating such an interest. Uh, and and he, he was talking to um, a tour operator, a European tour operator, who was selling packages for 10,000 euro for, for six days. Two days in Jeddah, two days in Riyadh, and two days in Alula. Fantastic. This Fantastic. is stunning. <laughs> And what kind of uh, festival looks? I'm, I'm so ignorant <laughs> these days. What's oh. <laughs> yeah. well, so what is that all about? What's happening there, Alula? Well, yes, uh, interestingly enough, the Tantora Winter Festival has been going on for many years before the current uh, resurgence of tourism in the kingdom uh, has been going on. It's a local cultural festival. Uh, but this has now been boosted by the investment by the Royal Commission of Alula, uh, and they've built this magnificent, and I really mean magnificent, exhibition hall. Um, it, it, it's called Miraya, which, sorry, excuse my uh, pronunciation, but in Arabic it means mirrors. 
and it's a building that is absolutely covered in mirrors. So when you look at it, you can't actually see it because it reflects the landscape around it. <laughs> it is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and within there, they, they have a, a program of events. So Andrea Bocelli has been there, um, a, a number of well-known artists. Um, in addition to that, they had an equestrian event, uh, polo. So they, they set up, I think, two or three polo fields and they had an event that was very well attended. They had an international um, uh, triathlon event and, and, and various things that are sort of driving. And this is the key. Um, winter at Altora, I think it is in, season, in second season. So the first season was largely people who were invited and obviously their expenses were catered for. This year, it's a mix. Uh, and, and slowly, slowly, it's becoming uh, more and more commercial and therefore being able to stand on its own. Still a tremendous effort by the government, but by inviting um, influencers and people like that, it spreads the message and it creates and establishes uh, the kingdom. Um, the Red Sea, last year they did a, a Red Sea week where they invited um, a, a load of people uh, on their super yachts and they hosted parties and things like that. Again, to introduce the Red Sea and all the giga projects in, 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 uh, which are happening in that area. This year, they're planning something much bigger. It's going to cover the whole of the Red Sea coast. And already they're talking about actually commercializing it. So not everybody will be paid for. Some people will actually be paying their way. So you can see how there is a transition. Um, still, the most important thing is to get the message out there that this is now a tourist destination, that it's safe, that all of the negative associations with the kingdom are slowly being countered. Um, so you need those people who can promote uh, the destination. But at the same time, there is a sound financial sense behind it. It's not just razzmatazz and, you know, three years down the line, we'll be back to where we were before. Yeah. So it's exciting times, really exciting times to be in the kingdom. I mean, it's very nice to hear that because I think it's all, you hear so much, uh, uh, not specifically specifically pointing out, uh, pointing at, at uh, the kingdom, but uh, generally the, the atmosphere of this uh, pandemic uh, which is going on and, and people are sort of, when they stay home and they are watching news about uh, how many people are, Affected by the virus, and and people are hoarding for toilet paper and uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, what not, and uh, frozen pizzas and uh, uh, pastas, and as it is like a plague, and it's not a plague, right? So it's, <laughs> to be realistic, it's uh, of course it's nothing to be kidding about, but uh, uh, but I think that it's so, so important that uh, we should also have be have, have a mindset about a better place. What's uh, what, what things are happening also because eventually uh, we can look behind this uh, unfortunate virus and there are millions of viruses in the world uh, all the time. So just some of them are stronger than others. And uh, uh, this was uh, one, of, one of those uh, strong ones. But uh, how does the everyday life, I mean, uh, being in Dubai, uh, do you have some direction from the government about or are there some directions about being cautious, uh, sort of social distancing, or uh, are people wearing comfortably wear face masks, or what is going on there? 
Well, it's actually quite interesting because uh, because I spent, uh, you know, two, three weeks in Saudi Arabia. I have a Saudi SIM card. Um, and I can see an interesting difference in, in the approach. So from Saudi Arabia, they have adopted the Chinese-Italian model, the complete lockdown. People are... Um, confined to their house, and generally social distancing is, is uh, encouraged. So they've shut down gyms, they've shut down anything like that. Um, and even now we, we were receiving instruction that in the private sector we should not, um, we should not go to, to the office. And people over 55 or in, in, in uh, um, uh, you know, sensitive groups who have respiratory problems and things like that, they should take two weeks holiday. So the general emphasis is let's just lock down for a period of time, initially two weeks, and just flatten the curve. Yeah. Dubai is following a slightly different regime. Um, it's not exactly business as usual. I mean, they have uh, issued instructions that there are to be no events, no weddings, no nothing that involves mass um people together, but still people are going into the office, uh, the schools are shut, um, but it, it's a little bit more relaxed and somehow they're trying to balance the need for social isolation with the need to maintain business, you yeah. know, uh, going on. And so far as I can see, most of the government departments are still working. So it's a slightly different approach. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of... Uh because Dubai is relying on uh, uh, travelers staying there for business or for, for holidays. How has sort of the uh, hotel occupancies and maybe rates been affected? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's early days. Um, the initial indication is that occupancies have taken, you know, they've fallen off a cliff to be crude. So we're down to single-figure occupancies. A number of operators have taken some sensible steps. So, for example, the QE2 um, has closed down and they're focused more on planned uh, refurb that they were undergoing. Uh, so, they're taking this opportunity to just shorten the, the refurbishment time without trying to maintain operations at the same time. Um, I believe EMA has shut down a few of their hotels, so they're uh, focusing uh, or, or concentrating their occupancy on not all of their uh, assets. Um, but to be honest, you know, this is something that nobody had anticipated. And I don't know whether there were contingency plans. It's difficult to foresee that anybody would have contingency plans for such an eventuality. Uh, so, you know, to a degree, everybody's scrabbling and pulling out uh, things that came into effect, you know, from situations like 2001 and so on, sending people on holiday, um, various various measures like that. Yeah. What, how about sort of the the health sector? Uh, how are they prepared to look after people who are uh, come down with a, a flu or or virus-like uh, uh, symptoms? I, I can't really answer that because I don't know. Um, what I will say, and I was amazed, when I came from my flight in Saudi Arabia, I and everybody on, you know, however many people we were on that plane, 200, we were tested. 
So they had, and they had the kits, they had the process, they had the method of ensuring that everybody was tested. It was amazingly well organized. And this is not something that you come up with in 24 hours. So right. quite clearly, Dubai government had contingency plans, which they just simply brought into effect. I was most impressed, really, at the airport, really impressed. Well, I, I, I'm glad, that, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised at all at the, I mean, this is just uh, is in line how uh, pragmatic they are. I mean, when they, they have followed how the development of this pandemic has been spreading from from Asia or China then now to Europe, which is the new center. So, it, and the uh, information sharing is so fast these days. So, they, so uh, that makes it really sense that they have uh, not being sort of reactive, but maybe a, a proactive, in fact, to when when they need to activate their their measures. Yeah, co completely. And and there are so many different aspects to that, aren't there? One is obviously just lock everything down. The China, you know, what they affected in 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 China, and keep everybody uh, in seclusion. The other is to uh, let's just test everybody and, and see which way we go, which is the South Korea model. Yeah. And I think Dubai is opting for that one. They, they, I can't remember what the number is. Is it 250,000 that they've tested already? Some incredible number, yeah. incredible percentage of the population. Oh, that's interesting. Well, John, great. I mean, this, uh, thanks very much for, for this update. And uh, I'm... I learned a lot. I'm most impressed about uh, what are the developments in uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That's so interesting to see uh, how things have uh, developed over there. Uh, I remember a few trips to, to Jeddah and Riyadh, and uh, I think this has changed my mind how I see the place. In, and I think I definitely would have to see it with my own eyes one of these days when I have a chance to travel that way. Absolutely. I hope you get the chance. It's, a, it's an incredible country, actually. Okay, John, thank you very much for this uh, uh, update and your observations, what's happening in the region. And uh, with this uh, segment, we will uh, close this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Sam Eric. Very good talking to you again. Thanks for joining us this week on the Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, b8bhospitality.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.